0: What's good, Beach Shave Daily peeps? Brendan Schaefer coming to you here live from Cardinals Camp in Jupiter. We're down at the Cardinals Complex today on a Saturday morning. Sure, I'd rather be at the beach, but here I am going to get a little bit of work done today before getting to enjoy the rest of the day with maybe a little beach trip, maybe a little college basketball watching, March Madness still going on. And I might sound a little different to you right now because I am coming to you live from my cell phone recording here just a little snippet to give you guys ahead of what I'm going to do, which is uh, Oliver Marmont, Cardinals manager, spoke to us just moments ago. Going to just throw the raw audio on there for you. Hopefully it is loud enough for you guys to be able to hear uh, quality in the future when I when I get to go back home and edit it. ends up being a little better. But, hey, for now, it, it's it's something to give you guys a little bit of insight into what we're seeing and hearing down here in Jupiter. And so I'm going to throw that on here after I give a little bit of a quick introduction to it. Just wanted to make a little update on the episode we recorded Friday night, talking a lot about Jack Flaherty in that episode. So we found out more information about his shoulder situation. I recommend if you haven't done so already, go back and listen to that episode from Friday, uh, episode 193, I believe it was. Talked a lot about Jack Flaherty, talked a lot about Alex Reyes as well. We got an update on his shoulder situation on Friday. And so a lot of good information in there. Broke it down in pretty good depth for you guys. So would love for you to go back and listen to that episode. But I did want to offer a little bit of an update on that because Jack Flaherty overnight, I don't know if it was this morning on Saturday or or late Friday night, he took to Instagram to kind of clarify some of the topics of conversation surrounding his shoulder that had emerged Friday. You remember John Moselock spoke with the media down here in Jupiter. And a topic that came out of that was the slap tear in Jack Flaherty's shoulder but then later reporting would come out that that tear has actually been there for four years for Jack Flaherty and is not something new and it's not something that's actually impacting him right now. And I, and he took to Instagram to basically clarify that and and to say this tear has been in his shoulder. It's not the reason for the inflammation right now. That's unrelated. And, the, and they're u- using that PRP that they gave him in Los Angeles on Friday to try and, and let that inflammation go down and to heal and to get him back on the field sooner rather than later. And so interesting to see Jack Flaherty sort of clarify what, what the narrative publicly sort of was about his shoulder situation. You could tell he wasn't happy about it. You saw the tweet that he sent out that just said, LOL in the aftermath of the Mosealoc kind of press conference down here in Jupiter. And so definitely some interesting angles there. We're going to get into it a little bit more when I've got more time with you guys and kind of dissect what we think of that. I want to know what you think of it though. So hit me up at B Schaefer 12 on Twitter. Feel free to to throw me some direct messages. Feel free to tweet at me. Uh, Love to know what questions you guys have about this honestly pretty complex topic. You know, when you're dealing with injuries, you're dealing with guys that are that are human beings as well you know in addition to players and so there's a lot of uh, complex emotions that go into the the conversation surrounding some of these things and so I'm curious to see what you guys think about it but I'm going to kind of let y'all go for now stay tuned though you're going to hear from Cardinals manager Ollie Marmol his news conference from Saturday morning thanks for listening to B-Shaped Daily and we'll talk to you guys again soon peace
1: Now that we have a little bit of a better idea of what the timeline looks like for Jack in terms of not breaking camp, where where do you all – I guess what's the reaction to that and then where does the pivot go from there?
2: Yeah, it becomes a a nice competition for the other guys in camp to figure out uh, who's going to step up and and take that spot in the rotation. Um, I'm looking forward to seeing it. Is it important for you to break camp with a five-man rotation? I'd like to, yes.
1: When you, I guess when you look at the can, well, here's the better way to ask that question. I know we have Miles starting tomorrow and Matt's starting uh, on Monday.
2: What's Who starts Tuesday and Wednesday? Uh, when we're done with this work I'll get with you, and I'll okay. kind of give you the rundown of the next three days after that as well. Yeah, Ollie, well, have you had a chance to speak with Jack about how he's feeling? Uh, just text it back and forth. Um, I mean, like family, we'll figure out what this looks like once he gets back in-house. In uh Good thing is he feels good about the plan that's in place moving forward. So that's more important to me. Is Hudson in that? Those three-day Hudsons up for a correct? Straight. Here, right? Okay. Yeah, that's correct.
1: Yeah. yeah. Well, how, do you, how much do you hate the news for for Alex? You know, he's not going to be back till May
2: or June. Yeah, it's. um He's gone through a ton. Um, this is a the guy that's battled a lot of different injuries, and um, it, it's unfortunate that he's going through this right now. He's a guy that. Alex really excited to see break with us and contribute at a super high level. Um, but uh, he's going to go through this process. I understand that he's going to go four weeks with no and then kind of reevaluate from there, but uh, he's not happy about it, obviously. Um, neither are we, but uh, once we get him back, we'll, we'll look forward to that. Yeah. Did you say four weeks with no throw? I believe he's four weeks no throw. Yeah.
1: Yeah. late does this... The chances of maybe doing like something non-traditional with the rotation while Jack is out. I know that has been. it Seems like that gets discussed every spring. Maybe the idea of piggybacks or six mans Is that is that your favorite? Piggybacks? Yeah. Eh, no. Mish would well, do, uh-huh. like Mish would like to but, go like. Opener. But better than the opener. Mish would like makes, opener every day. Yeah. To be fair, you know, <laughs>
2: it does give him that many more times. No, it, it does open up the conversation. <laughs> obviously. Um, to be creative in what we're, we do with that, with that spot. But uh, at the same time, we're gonna sit back and watch these guys get after it, compete, and uh, see what makes the most sense, yeah.
1: Well, usually you get to see Nolan three games in St. Louis, three games in Colorado or so, or you get to see him on Center. Did you gain a new appreciation for, after watching him for the full 162 of how, just how good he is at third base?
2: Absolutely, yeah, we talked about it today. In our, uh, in our team meeting, this is a guy, yesterday was, was interesting to me because it set the tone for um, just overall identity, and a piece of that identity for us as a club is our ability to play defense at high level. And when Nolan lays out first in of the game, makes that play, Goldie picks it on the other end, um, it just sets the tone for what, what do we want people to experience St. Louis when they come play us, what, what do we want them to? Um, what do we want to be known for? want that identity to be, and, and that goes in all areas of uh, defense, pitching, base, running, and offense, what do we want to be known for? And um something that's going to be important to our success going forward. But uh, yes, I appreciate Nolan a ton more watching day to day. Yeah. Hicks is throwing
1: bullpen today, is it correct?
2: Um, I believe that is correct. Yes, we only resp- three do see lives. about
1: for a game? Uh, We'll a see how he that. recovers
2: yeah. tomorrow, and then he may do one more bullpen and then alive. Okay. live um, tomorrow will determine that. Right, yeah. right.
1: Have you seen some carryover with Woodford from last season? Like you said, he pitched well down the stretch last year. Have you seen a carryover over this spring?
2: Uh, yes, I'm impressed by the way he's carrying himself and just going about his overall work. Um, he's understanding who he is a little bit more and how, what he needs to do to have success. Um, and the confidence is going to help it as well, yeah.
1: For the progression with Hicks, is that just more being cautious of of what last year looked for him?
2: Yeah, I think when you look at a guy like Hicks, having him for 162 games is the ultimate goal. Mm -hmm. And um, we want to make sure that it's individualized for him that we're going to see how he recovers tomorrow, then maybe do one more bullpen and then go live there. But it's, uh, it's a matter of just making sure this kid's healthy all the way through, yeah covered this a little bit yesterday after the game, but what did you see in literature? And I guess also what have you seen or you've been able to see him now for a couple years? What has that progression been like? Um, Libby's exciting. Um, Obviously, he's got a a high ceiling. He's capable of going quite a bit. Um, Yesterday, uh, I saw a little bit more of uh, just competition in the way he went about it. Um, The message for him is basically not trying to do too much at times. Um, kind of overcooked a couple of his off pitches. It's going to be a matter of settling in, having confidence and competing, but not trying to overdo it.
0: Yeah. With the additional spot potentially available in the rotation, does the message change for any of those guys, like Woodford, like Liberty, or is it just a matter of them needing to do what it is that makes them good to be able to, to excel and, and maybe grab one of those spots?
2: Yeah, I don't, I don't think the message changes at all. I think they came in here wanting to win a spot regardless, right? Mm-hmm. Um, now it just uh, became even more available. Um, so from a messaging standpoint now, it's been go out there and compete and and win it from the very beginning And, and, and then Oviedo seems to like a guy that would be in
0: that, that category that that has a chance to, to maybe push for something here No doubt
1: well, What do you think Oviedo learned from last season? That was a tough show, but seeing guys have good responses or, or negative to that How do you think he's handled that and what, where do you think his mind is based off of what he went through last year?
2: That's the biggest thing I'm wanting to see when I when I think of a game plan for Ov for the several weeks that we're here is exactly what you just asked. I want to see how he responds to last year. Um, a big part of him being who we think he can be is maturing and actually competing um, regardless of situation. Um, if you look at some of the best in this game when they are faced with adversity, they figure out a way to kind of plow through it. And it's not that I mean, we all experience it, it's a matter of how we respond to it. And I'm super curious to see how he responds to it.
1: We I mean, Think about guys in maybe lost time to COVID over the like two COVID years. Is Ovi a guy maybe who gained opportunity and gained time that maybe, I don't know, was like, like out of necessity to some extent was accelerated into a spot where now he has to learn what's good to take from those things and what is just growth?
2: Couldn't agree more. Okay. And it's a matter of me if just that is maturing is um, he was put in a situation where you get there sooner than he anticipated or we anticipated possibly. Um, and now it's using that experience for for good um, so back to what you just mentioned it's a matter of like how is he going to respond to it is going to be the key to the next few weeks one yeah on road uh, road trips like we got tomorrow yeah first
0: time hit here go up uh, we're gonna hit
2: here tomorrow and then go up okay. yeah um the guys just prefer it right yeah I figure you might do that on all these road games. we I mean last year we did it on all of them yeah. and it, it worked out just you fine. do
1: your Pre-game up there or
2: back here? I'm gonna do. We're gonna do everything back here. I mean, your pre-game
1: talk with us too. Is what I'm saying.
2: Yeah. Oh, um, what works best? I can do. However, works. Do one here and then one (laughs) here. And then one in the Change change up your answers. Uh, Conference call in between. Let me go back. We'll do it here. (laughs) No, that works just fine.
1: Have you decided how you'll do the DH tomorrow or how you're going to do that over
2: these 15 spring games? Um, Not over the 15, um, but, yeah, we're game planning as to how we rotate guys through that and get the looks we need. Um, Because it is different. It's it's different sitting there and – Playing and running around and throwing and then going to hit compared to just sitting, it's a different mentality too. So we just want to filter some guys through it and kind of give them that experience. Yeah. there's a going down. in live BP today. Yes, Corey is going to take the live. Um, he will do a couple lives and then uh, go right into games.
0: Yeah. Yes, sir. You good? Thanks, Alex. Uh, Thanks, Alex. Thanks. Thanks.